Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I know exactly what your problem is. Okay? I know what your problem is. You understand English extremely well. You can sit here and listen to this podcast. No problems. You can sit and listen to another native speaker talking directly to you. No problem. But when it's time for you to speak, it's like all the words and phrases and expressions that you learned just disappear. Right? Right out the fucking window. Well, my goal with this episode is to help you at least start fixing that problem. Speaking is something that everyone wishes they could do a little bit better, right? Myself included. When we learn a foreign language, we have a natural desire to speak with the same amount of ease and fluidity as we do when speaking our native language. Many people have a hard time comprehending how we can learn to understand native speakers, but it's much more difficult for us to learn how to speak like a native, or at least speak in a natural way. The number one thing I recommend to everyone is simply to speak more. It's the main reason you can understand, read, write, and speak your native language today, you know? You simply listened to it and spoken it since the day you were born. So just do the same thing, but with a foreign language. It's much less common, however, to tell someone they should write more if they want to speak better. You might even think that writing is not related to speaking at all. Well, in this episode, I'd like to present this idea in more detail and perhaps convince you to start your own journal, book, blog, or even podcast in English. But before getting into the main topic of the episode, I'd like to take a minute to let you hear from Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. In this short clip that I'm going to play, Dr. Peterson gives us tips on how you can start writing and eventually speaking more effectively. All right, so let's check it out. 
I constantly cannot verbalize my thoughts, written and vocal, regardless of topic and my level of knowledge. Tips for verbalizing thoughts to get them into writing and therefore speech. Well, what I would say, Lauren, is do this, like read something, put it aside, try to summarize it in writing and talk while you're doing it and then write down what you say and don't edit while you're doing that. See, one of the problems that people have when they're trying to write is they try to write a good sentence. They, they not only try to write a sentence, but they try to write a good sentence and you can't do that. You have to write a sentence. That's hard enough. And then you have to edit it. So allow yourself to write badly. I'm dead serious about this. Like write a bad, bad, bad first draft and then edit it. If you get rid of 70% of it, so what? That's exactly what should happen. So like if you want to write a thousand word essay, you should start by writing a really bad 2000 word essay. And then you should get rid of the worst 50%. You can do that iteratively. And if you write enough, you'll learn to speak. The other thing I would say too is that it might be anxiety that's doing, you might think about joining a club like uh, Toastmasters or maybe if you're a university student, a public speaking, uh, something where you'd get in front of people. And then when you're in front of people, don't talk to the group, talk to the individuals within the group and uh, let yourself be bad at it. You'll get better as you practice. All right, so hopefully that clip wasn't too difficult to understand. I don't think I need to explain too much about what was said, and I'm going to put the video in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to go back and just watch that part or just listen to that part, you can do that as well. I'm just going to summarize the main points of the video and talk a little bit more about them. So the first thing he said was, if you don't know what to write, then read something. It could be an article or a book if you really love to read or, you know, a tweet or Instagram post, whatever it is. Just read something. Get an idea from somewhere. And then the next step would be try to summarize whatever the idea is. Try to summarize that in writing. And if you want or if you need to talk out loud, speak out loud as you're writing your essay or your entry or something like that. Say whatever it is you want to say and then write it down, you know. And a big thing that he said was do not edit or change your writing during the writing process. Just write everything. Just let it all out. Put it all on the paper and then try to edit. Because, you know, Jordan's not the first person that I heard say this. I heard another writer whose name I can't remember. She said, you know, one of the biggest problems in writing is not you know it's not the fact that you don't have something to say or it's not a lack of imagination it's simply being interrupted and i think that's what she was talking about don't interrupt yourself don't stop yourself in the middle of writing something to you know make some changes or you know add a period or a semicolon or some shit like that just write it all don't try to write the perfect sentence every time and then make changes you know you have to allow yourself to write very very badly and i would say the same thing is true when you're speaking stop trying to say the perfect sentence every time you open your mouth stop trying to sound super sophisticated or smart or funny or whatever it is just say what you got to say and then make changes later you know and you'll have many opportunities to make changes later if you're constantly speaking right so for me, it's the same thing. Say it first, 
and then say it well. Hopefully that makes sense. You know, so write it all down and then make your additions. You know, trim off all the extra fat, all the stuff you don't need. You know what I mean? And uh, the more you do it, the better you get. I mean, it's, there's really no secret. The more you write, the better you will write, in theory. The more you speak, the better you will speak. As long as you are editing and making changes and trying to improve and getting feedback. You can't forget that part, you know? And uh, the last couple of things he mentioned was, like, writing or speaking might not even be your problem per se. It might be deeper than that. It might be anxiety. That really might be the reason that you simply can't write the way you want to or speak the way you want to. So he mentioned a, a group or a club like Toastmasters. Now, I don't know if this is a thing in other countries, but here in the U.S., there's this group, this international club or organization called Toastmasters. And their only mission or their only purpose is to help you get better at public speaking. And I've been to this once. It was actually kind of cool. You arrive and there's a bunch of random people and uh, they give you a topic to talk about. You might have a couple minutes or seconds to think about it and you just talk about it in front of everybody. And by doing that, you're constantly exposing yourself to what you're most afraid of. And eventually you're just not afraid of it anymore. You know. So those are the main points of the video. Again, if you feel like you need to go back, obviously just hit the rewind button man but now i would like to talk in much more detail about how writing can make you a better speaker okay now one of the first ways that writing can help you is that writing kind of forces you to think critically about what you're really trying to say you know the best and worst thing about writing is that we can't write as fast as we speak we can try but our handwriting or the way that we write, the way our words look on paper would not look so good. You know, it might not even be legible if you write too fast, you know. And for that reason, or at least partially for that reason, writing forces you to slow down and consider what you really think. If you don't know what you're really thinking, how could you write it down on the paper, you know? And isn't it funny then how so many people speak before they think. You know, it's like, for me, this is the root of so many people's problems with expressing themselves correctly. They simply don't think before they speak. They don't formulate their ideas completely and they just kind of make things up as they go along, you know? Another benefit of writing is that um, it lets you explore your thoughts in more depth. Now, if you do this on a regular basis, you're bound to or you're likely to think about many different things over the course of a month or a year. It's very easy to get lost in what you're writing, just like it's really easy to get lost in a good book or a movie. Once you get into a sort of flow, your mind starts to travel from one place to the next. Now, you might not have this luxury during a simple conversation. Generally, people don't have time to sit and listen to you explore your thoughts and ideas during a conversation. Even if they have the time, they don't really have the patience. But when you're writing, it's just you and the paper. 
You have time to go deep into a particular subject and consider it from many different perspectives. The only thing stopping you from writing for hours is the amount of paper you have. And if you're using an electronic device like a phone or a computer, then you literally have an almost infinite amount of paper. So go deep, you know, explore your thoughts. And then you'll start to see that your ideas will become much more clear, not just to you, but to other people. You know, that's another great thing about writing is that you can start today and finish next week if you really want to. You know, it's hard to start a conversation with someone on Monday and finish it on Thursday. It would be nice if that were more common, actually, because we'd have more time to think about what the other person said during the discussion. And the second half of the conversation could be richer in theory. However, it simply doesn't happen very often, right? When you're writing, though, you can start writing about a problem on Monday, write a little bit more on Wednesday, and finish writing on Sunday. Then you can take a look at everything you wrote and start making changes. Now, we hear a lot about how therapeutic writing can be and how important it is for building critical thinking skills. But I think reading the things that you write is even more important. In a therapeutic sense, you could say writing everything down and never looking at it again might be a good way, you know, of letting letting go of mental stress that you've been holding on to. But in an evolutionary sense, I mean, in terms of writing with the objective of improving something about yourself, you must read what you have written, you know? The way I see it, it's impossible to learn how you've arrived at your destination if you don't know where you came from. So how are you going to learn anything about yourself if you don't read what you write? Reading your own journal entries is like listening to your own podcast, you know? The way you really sound and what you really think becomes very clear to you. So after you do this, you'll also realize your thoughts will be more organized, you know? Once you've had a chance to read and edit the things that you've written, it'll also be easier to express those thoughts and beliefs to other people. You'll already have thought critically about your ideas and removed whatever wasn't necessary, so you'll have the most concise way to express whatever it is that you're thinking, you know? Many times people have a hard time expressing themselves because they simply don't know what they really think. They don't have any concrete ideas in their mind, and they're used to simply repeating what they heard someone else say. Or when they speak, they talk a lot without really saying anything in particular, you know? So in many ways, what I'm telling you isn't just about your English skills. This is this is something that's going to help you, you know in general it's going to make your life better in general healthy debates and writing are the best ways to discover what you really believe so if you're not in a position to have debates and discussions with people you should write a lot (laughs) you know and another benefit from writing a lot is that uh, concise writing helps you get the point across much more effectively this is a really important one Now, I'm not saying that you should write page after page after page after page, and one day you'll be an amazing public speaker. Like I said before, you must edit your writings. 
just like you must edit your speech, you know? Editing is removing whatever isn't necessary and reorganizing the rest in a way that will be clear and relatively easy to consume. Now, I'm not a professional editor, but that's my definition. So in terms of the way you write and speak, you want to analyze your performance and find ways to remove all the excess jibber-jabber, you know, all the excess mindless talk and just get to the point. This is why you should take time to think before you speak. Now, maybe this sounds contradictory because I've told you before that you need to stop thinking so much and just speak. But I'm saying you should think about the message you're trying to send before you start talking. Don't spend so much time trying to find all the perfect words. Just think about the main idea. Like, isn't it interesting that we're forced to stop and think before we write? We have the complete idea in our head, but we must slow down and transcribe every word. There's a mandatory belay. Belay. <laughs> There's a mandatory delay <laughs> between having the thought and recording the thought on paper, you know? Most of the time, this isn't a problem when we're speaking. You don't have to take a moment to think about what you're going to say. You can just say it. It could be a good idea, though, to speak the same way you write. Take a moment to gather your thoughts and then speak. Because I'm sure you've been in a situation with a person who simply talks too much, you know. You ask them a question and they give you five different answers. They talk so much that it doesn't even seem like they're talking directly to you. It just seems like they're thinking out loud. You know what I'm talking about? It's never fun talking to people like that. Why? Because we're simply not interested in every single thought that other people have. You know, it's just too much. Now, many people do this because they haven't taken the time to organize their thoughts. They don't do it when they're alone, and they don't do it before speaking to another person. And that is a great way to kill a conversation. Now, the best speakers... You know, the people that are the most listened to are the ones who can quickly transmit an idea and then shut the hell up. People don't have the attention spans or the energy to sit and listen to someone who just goes on and on and on, but never arrives at any clear point. Or someone who just starts talking but then travels from one subject to the next without even taking time to breathe. So when writing or speaking, aim to be concise. Make that your objective. Say what you mean, then shut the hell up. Your words will carry much more weight, you know, much more power, much more effect, and people will have no problem listening to what you have to say, even if they disagree. You know? Which brings me to my next point, which is well-written texts are typically received better, you know, or well-spoken words are typically received better, right? The best instructions are clear instructions. The best movies have a storyline that you can actually follow. The best speeches tend to be quite short. But I can guarantee you that they almost never start that way. You know? If you could see the first version of Harry Potter or the first version of Pulp Fiction before they were edited, you'd probably be like, what the fuck is this? You know? But that's just the way it is. 
a great writer or producer will put it all on the table first, then remove and reorganize whatever isn't necessary, you know? And this is this one is important both in your personal and professional life. The ability to clearly and concisely express your thoughts and ideas is something that will make all the difference in every relationship that you build. Poor writing and or poor speaking can give somebody the wrong impression about you, you know? It can just cause many misunderstandings. Now just think about somebody like Barack Obama. In my opinion, one of the main reasons he was elected president was because he speaks well. He's very clear, articulate, and has an extensive vocabulary. And he doesn't speak in a pretentious way. He doesn't speak too fast. He delivers his message in a smooth, concise, and pleasant way. And most people have no problem listening to him for that reason. Sometimes it doesn't even matter what you really have to say. It's the way you say it that makes all the difference. So don't just think about the words you're going to write or the words you're going to say. Think about how you're going to write or say whatever it is that you want to express. Now, the more you think about what it is you want to say and how exactly you want to say it, I think you'll start to realize that uh, over time, you'll learn to recognize and appreciate who your audience is. When you're thinking about how to craft your messages, you have to think about who your audience is. You might have a great idea, but if you're using words that the audience can't understand, you won't get very far. Now, if you're not speaking from a perspective that they can relate to, your words will probably fall on deaf ears, right? Or they won't be effective, they'll be useless. So whenever you're writing or speaking, communicating in general, always consider your audience. Chances are that you wouldn't talk to a seven-year-old child the same way you would talk to a 45-year-old man. You probably talk to your mother in a particular way, but with your sister, it's a little bit different, right? So you should ask yourself, who am I talking to? What's their cultural background? What kind of mood are they in right now? You know, can I be straight with them or do I need to be indirect? Do I need to use finesse? These are things that you should be asking yourself when you're going to, you know, communicate with somebody. Figure out who your audience is. And these are just some examples of things that you should take into consideration. I'm sure there's many others. So I don't want to I don't want you to get all stressed with all these different questions you need to ask yourself before you talk to somebody. But stuff like that, you know, figure out who it is you're talking to. Now, the more you do all of this, I think you'll realize that writing can actually improve your social skills, you know. After you've written a book or two, you know, or thousands of essays, you should start to realize that your social skills are improving. Improving your writing skills will ultimately improve your communication skills. And being able to communicate effectively is something that all successful and social people need to be able to do regardless of their profession or where they're from, or what they're into, you need to be able to communicate. Words influence people. So being able to produce, organize, and present your words in a way that moves people is an invaluable asset to have. You know? If you're an educated and articulate person, if you're somebody that can 
express him or herself, you know, clearly and effectively, you will be one dangerous motherfucker. All right. Just trust me on that. Do not underestimate the ability to communicate clearly and effectively. Now, I think this brings me to my last point. Writing can help you become a better speaker because writing is going to help you find your own voice. You know? It's really important to remember that there's only one you. Right? Nobody has the mind or the voice that you have. And when you write a lot and read your writings and discuss those writings with other people, you'll start to discover or perhaps even create a more complete identity. What's really unique about what you have to say? What's really unique about the way you see the world? How much of what you think and believe is simply taken from someone else's way of thinking? These are all things you can start to figure out simply by writing more. And we can tie all this information to your ability to speak better. If you want to speak naturally, without overthinking, without being nervous or shy, without being worried about how you sound to other people, you have to find your own voice. It's totally normal to imitate native speakers and simply repeat things that you hear. But at some point, you have to break away from that and start creating a new you. Actually, a better way to say it could be creating more of you. It's not like you're inventing a whole new you. It's like you're updating or upgrading the current version. You know, you're adding things on to it. Now, what does this mean? It means that every time you learn a new language or any new skill, actually, but every time you learn a new language, you learn a new way to describe reality and connect with other people. I mean, that's basically what language is for, right? So you can't translate forever because our languages describe reality in different ways sometimes. So it's simply not possible to translate every idea that you have or every everything you want to say, you know? You also can't imitate forever because you need to be yourself, you know? So what do you do? Let's imagine that your first language is Japanese. A large part of the way you express yourself is based on the fact that Japanese is the first language you learn to speak. Now you want to learn how to express yourself in English. Well, you have to move your Japanese mind to the side and start creating an English mind from scratch or from zero. You will now have two different ways of describing reality, two different ways of expressing yourself. And this is only possible if you take things as they come. Don't try to make sense of an English concept with your Japanese brain. Simply accept the English concept and start applying it. Don't translate it, just use it. Now if you do this correctly, you'll realize that you'll be able to express yourself freely based on a true understanding of the foreign language and not a translation of your native language. You start to realize that there are some things you just can't express with your native language and you'll naturally want to use a different one, right? That's how you know you have another voice or at least another way of expressing yourself. But that's it for this episode, man. Uh, if you made it to the end, I'd like to say congratulations, you know. Thank you for your time. 
Thank you for your attention. I hope you enjoyed the show. This is Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you later. Peace! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 